should pale death with treble dread make the ocean caves our bed. God who hears the surges roll, deign to save our supplying soul. Welcome to Films Unchained Podcast, a place full of breakdowns, movie analysis, and film talks, with your host, Ace. And in this episode, we will break down The Lighthouse, starring Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, a decapitated head, and a mermaid. I can't believe I'm putting myself through this. Directed, co-written, and co-produced by Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse is a 2019 black-and-white film without a specific genre. It's not horror, as many people call it, and it's definitely not a drama. If anything, it's kind of more of a Kubrickian. I could have talked about Edgar's recent film, The Northman, but I can't do that without breaking down this film first. Plus, I won't have to talk about this movie later. I hate The Lighthouse so much, it feels so empty, but it's got amazing acting from both Pattinson and Defoe, both Oscar-worthy. Plus, many, including myself, are confused with the concept of this movie. It's been in my head for a while since watching it on Netflix last year, and it got me all thinking about it, similar to Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, minus the colors, music, and apes. So with that, I will break down what I can understand about this film and what I learned from, such as Wisecrack on YouTube, and then we can get over with this. So anyways, let's get to it. Uh, let's see if I can summarize this film because I don't think it's easy to do so for this one. But let's see. It all starts in New England with Ephraim Winslow assigned as a young lighthouse keeper for a month assigned by Thomas Wake, a longtime keeper. Winslow keeps doing hard labor and chores while Wake just gives orders and treats him like a dog. Winslow then found a scrimshaw of a mermaid figure and used it to pleasure himself. At the same time, he began to hallucinate in the islands seeing a mermaid, and imagining having sex with her. Oh my. Finding a decapitated head in the lobster trap, and seeing Thomas Wake as a possible creature. Then there's a seagull. And that was the end of the lighthouse. Alright, let's move on. Robert Egger said, Nothing good can happen when two men are trapped alone in a giant phallus. Yeah, especially when they're drunk in long nights and can't stand each other for weeks. We also got COVID reenacting the concept of being stuck in the same place with the same people that you see every day and possibly you don't like. Now to think about it. This is a film of social isolation and quarantine. And these two lead to madness. The Lighthouse has a couple of themes. You first got loneliness and isolation. This film is the definition of a quarantine life, minus the mermaids. Unless you're hallucinating, which is a very big factor in the story. Most of the time, we see Winslow alone doing the chores during the day and see his miserable state. And the only one he can talk to was Thomas Wake. But he doesn't speak to him nor spend time with him unless he has a drink in his hand. Not much of a talker. Loneliness drives us to madness, hallucination and depression. We lose a sense of touch to reality due to being isolated from society and human communication. You can see how Winslow is going mad being alone most of his time. He sees a mermaid on the island, he sees a one-eyed seagull, 
and finds a decapitated one-eyed head in the lobster trap. What's interesting is that Wake did not see any of what Winslow saw, not even the mermaid. Not a single scene together with a mermaid nor the lantern. That could explain that Winslow is hallucinating. Small detail. Winslow was convinced that the mermaid statue or scrimshaw brought her to the island, or so we thought, and that led him to break it. What if Thomas Wake was right the whole time about Winslow actually being incompetent? All that time for labor was wasted with finding a mermaid and, well, if you know, you know. Why didn't Winslow inform him about the decapitated head? Even if it's the real E-frame Winslow, because if you remember, Robert Pattinson's character's real name is Thomas Howard. The whole thing is just confusing. And Winslow is a twisting character. I'm just going to be super clear here. I'm going to call Pattinson's character Winslow instead of Thomas Howard because that's why I just remember as E-frame Winslow. Anyway, summing up to the first point, isolation creates madness. Then you got masculinity and dominance. Defoe, or Thomas Wade, gives orders to Winslow for hard labor and work around the lighthouse, such as cleaning the floor, painting the lighthouse, and emptying the chamber pots. And we see Wake doing nothing, except for cooking, giving orders, chilling at the lighthouse, and farting. Wake wants to show Winslow that he's the man who gives the order and he's the top of the food chain. If you look at Wake, we see that he is desperate to be recognized as a man around and wanting compliments for some reason. Do you remember the scene of Let Neptune Strike He Dead Winslow? He wanted him to say that he enjoys his cooking or you fond of me lobster. And what happened when he didn't say it? Well, you saw. That two minutes of no blinking. Even when he stood up and the shadow looked bigger than he was, you can see how Winslow was scared and on the ground. Wake wanted to show dominance over someone like Winslow to remind him who is in charge. Now if you look at Winslow, Wake stands on top of the food chain, being at the lantern that is, and wanting Winslow to do all the work at the lower ground floor. Dominance can be demonstrated with the presence of light. And in the film we see that Wake is always around the lighthouse. You know there's an old saying that the wolf claiming the hell is hungrier than the one standing at the top. All the hard labors and taking orders, Winslow was the wolf and is hungry to be at the top of the food chain and that is the lantern. Winslow beats the hell out of Wake until he asks to stop. Winslow then ordered Wake to bark like a dog and humiliated him. He even walked like a dog until he got buried alive, before Wake got back up to his feet and got killed again for trying to kill Winslow. This theme is also shown when it comes to sex and pleasure in the lighthouse. Defoe's character seeks pleasure by being at the top of the lighthouse closer to the lantern and masturbating. And we saw that in the weird scene where Winslow climbed up to the lighthouse, staring up to Thomas Wake turning into a weird creature, or as we saw it was kind of a dream. Meanwhile, Winslow masturbates in the dark and nowhere near the lighthouse, with isolation comes into place. He might be imagining about the mermaid because he is desperate for sex and pleasure, because he was jerking off picturing the mermaid, especially holding the statue, twice mind you. Now, as you can see, sexual fantasy and masturbation are part of this dominance theme. Defoe mentioned that it just explores what it means to be a man. He also mentions that it's got existential roots about masculinity and domination and submission. And if you remember the scene where Winslow beats Wake and uh, makes Wake to bark like a dog, 
Pattinson said that there's definitely a take where we literally trying to pull each other's pants down. It literally almost looked like foreplay. Oh my. Alright, moving on to the next piece of the film and that is Greek mythology. This is where the film got me confused for having references to Greek mythology and it's an important element to write this story, especially the ending. This is what I know. Proteus is the old man of the sea, the bearer of wisdom, and the one who foretells the future. Prometheus is a titan who seeks knowledge. Greek gods took fire away from humans as punishment for disobeying them, but Prometheus defied them by stealing the fire to give back to the humans. Angered for his actions, Prometheus was sentenced to eternal punishment by being bound to a rock and an eagle was sent to eat his liver. And overnight, the liver regrows just to be eaten again by the eagle. And at the end of the film, Winslow was seen lying down naked on the rocks with only one eye and seagulls pecking at his bowels as a punishment for going to the lighthouse, which is no longer seen in the background. A lot of similarities between Greek mythology and the film. Winslow personifies Prometheus, who defied Proteus, the old man personified by Wake. And the lantern light personifies fire. This has to be the clearest theme in the film. I will say, the major difference between the Greek mythology and the film when it comes to the light is that Prometheus was trying to give fire back to the people. But in the film, Winslow was there just to feel the light, to feel closer to it. And then we move on to the final theme, and that is identity coverage. We see that Winslow and Wake hide their identities and lie to each other. We learn that Ephraim Winslow is actually Thomas Howard after spilling his beans to Wake. Speaking of Wake, here's a tiny detail about him. In one scene when they're both drunk and dancing, we saw Wake singing, dancing, and having a good time with Winslow when they got heavily drunk. Wasn't Wake supposed to be injured? How does he dance with a bad foot? And is he an actual captain having the right to order? Or does he just act like one so he won't do chores? And here's the thing because they introduced each other and learned each other's name like few nights after they first landed to the island. Not in the beginning. They didn't even like introduce each other. They don't even like check their background. Nothing. Just a lot of questions from this film. So I mentioned earlier that the lighthouse was influenced by Greek mythology. At the same time, it is influenced by Edgar Allan Poe's unofficial, incomplete novel, also called The Lighthouse, where it analyzes the themes of foreboding, isolation, and paranoia. The story is initially told as a series of diary entries, and he barely begun by the time of his death in 1849. This film is definitely an Edgar Allan Poe type of story, and Stanley Kubrick would have loved to see that film. Robert Eggers has a thing with human isolation leading to madness and insanity. He also has a thing with New England timeline and non-ominous animals since The Witch. I don't think The Lighthouse is something to watch with your parents, friends, or even a date. And I don't agree with the film being one of 1,000 movies you have to watch. It shouldn't be in that list. The lighthouse is empty, dark, and unwanted. We're getting paranoid by just watching the film, getting all confused and angry at the same time. 
with Winslow's point of view. And that's what I noticed. 98% of the film is Winslow's side of the story. And from his point of view. The only part of Thomas Wake's side of the story is him toasting to the lantern saying to ye my beauty. So I'm not sure if Winslow is just hallucinating throughout the film or the island is just haunted. The only thing that saved this movie for me was the acting. Especially Willem Dafoe for his role as Thomas Wake. With all due respect for Brad Pitt, winning Best Supporting Actor in 2020, his role of Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. I loved it. But Dafoe deserved the award even more. He killed it as Wake. And I know I'm not the only one saying it. His Hark Triton speech is one of a kind. He barely blinks for two minutes. He scared the crap out of me with his creepy eyes, the beard, and the bad teeth. That's what got me watching this film in the first place, because of that scene. Unfortunately, Defoe was robbed at the Oscars. I don't know when we will ever see Defoe winning an Oscar. His role as Wake and the Green Goblin are my two favorites of his work. As for Robert Pattinson, this film convinced me that Pattinson is capable of doing whatever's presented in front of him, especially with Tenet and the Batman. The guy has evolved so much since he first started. As you can see, my issue is not with the actors. They saved Edgar's blatant story. It's just you don't know what the movie is truly about. And I don't think there is one. I feel like this was all done on purpose. And I think that's what Robert Eggers wanted. To leave us confused, unsettling, angry, and lost. Anyways, I'm just gonna stop the discussion here on The Lighthouse. We covered the themes and breaking down this film, trying to collect as much information as possible. I shouldn't be shocked if this entire discussion is far from the truth. Like Ari Aster, Edgar's got a lot of movies ahead of him. We still haven't covered his recent film The Northman, but we will in the future. Anyways, let me end this episode with the same thing I started with. Like The Lighthouse with the same quote. Should pale death with treble dreads make the ocean caves our bed, God who hears the surges roll, dang to save our supply and soul. There. We're done. I'm out of here. I need something to drink.